0: You're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learn to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learn to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Adulthood Academy. Hope you guys had an amazing week. Um, A few things off the top here that if you're following me on social media, you might know this information, but I'm making a little business pivot here from working with individual, you know, millennial women to working with online business owners um, to do the same thing. So I will still be helping people manage their money. I'm just turning the focus to online business owners, but I will always have Budget intensives available for just regular people. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you're a regular listener, like that's totally fine. This information will always still apply to regular people. But I'm going to be mixing in some more um, business-focused content as well. So I hope you stick around. There's still going to be tons of good information in here that will continue to help you develop your money skills and your budgeting skills and money management and all that good stuff. I'm just working on turning the focus more towards business owners as they're scaling. So if that's you, great, please stick around. And also if you're just a regular individual person who's interested in learning more about managing their money, also please stick around. And I am going to include stuff for everybody here. Now today's episode is all about debt and identifying the warning signs when it might be time to do something about your debt. So most people, 80% of people in fact, have debt in their lives and it's part of you know their daily life. You're making payments every month or quarterly or whatever it is, um, but debt is a factor in your daily life. So this episode is for you if you've reached the point in your life that debt payments are affecting your ability to provide for yourself or your family and you don't have enough money to contribute to your savings goals, or it's like a constant point of stress in your life, So please hang around for this episode. I'm going to give you a series of situations which are good indicators, which are telling you it's time to do something about that debt. And I'm also going to give you action points at the end of this episode so you have a solid place to get started. First, I want to talk to you guys about budget planners. Budget planners are the perfect way to get hyper-organized with your finances. There's monthly sheets, there's yearly sheets for you to keep track of all of your long-term savings goals and all of the resources and the tools for you to stay on track with your budget and your goals on a daily weekly monthly basis as well so so they've been an amazing way for me to keep on track with my money and everyone who's bought one um i always check in on people and they are loving them there's also room to plan out your meals for the week where everybody spends more money than they want to. So there's a meal planner in there for every week and then a grocery budget planner as well. So you can write down your whole grocery list, tear that page out, take it to the grocery store with you so that you're staying on track with how much you want to be spending at the grocery store. So check those out. You can find them on my website, AngelaHatchie.com slash budget planners, or in the show notes, I'll put the link as well. Let's first talk about the effect that debt has on your mental and physical health and, or your relationships and your ability to provide for yourself and for your family. So This week, I did a series of stories about on my Instagram. (laughs) If you're not on Instagram, please come follow me over there. But I did a series of Instagram stories talking about how sometimes taking out debt or living a life that includes debt is kind of seen as the only option. So we go to school, we take out debt. We buy a car, we take out debt. We buy a home, we take out debt. And we invest in our businesses and we take out debt to do that. And it's kind of seen as like the only option to get you to where you want to be and to living the life that you want. And so I've made an intentional effort in my life to live the life that I want without debt. And I can't tell you how amazing it's been to not have to rely on debt and to just plan in advance and pay for things in cash. And I know that that sounds like a crazy idea because I've talked to clients about it and I've talked to people on social media and I say things like, hey, why don't you start thinking about Like if your car is going to need to be replaced in like five years or 10 years or whatever it is, and you can start saving for it now and just save X amount of dollars per month, pay for the car in cash. And then you don't have, you know, $500 car payments in perpetuity, basically for years and years and years and pay a ton of interest. And a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. And I've had people say to me like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was an option. Like, of course, like, of course it's an option. It's just the fact that the culture that we live in pushes taking out debt and taking credit cards to the point where it just seems so normal, which is again, why 80% of people have debt in their lives. And I'm not talking about mortgages and I'm not talking about the difference between like good debt and bad debt. That's a different podcast episode because I do agree that there is some good debt that you can take out if it's really going to benefit you long term. I totally think that that's okay. I'm not about avoiding debt at all costs, it's more about being really discerning about what you are willing to take on and identifying the long term effects of doing that. So, I'm sure you know a lot of people have student loan debt, and if that's you. I can totally empathize with that because they're asking basically kids to sign on to loans that are enough to put a down payment on a house. And throughout most of our lives, it's kind of just seen as like the only option. Like you go to high school, you apply to your colleges, you just pay a shitload of money and hope that you get a good paying job on the other end and you can pay those things off. But we're not typically shown the effects that debt can have on your life and especially student loan debt where the interest is just astronomical and it just piles on top like some people end up paying more in interest than they do in their total student loan and that's something that needs to be discussed too and you know regardless of where you are in that journey like if you haven't gone to college yet or if you've already gone and you have student loans and you're working to pay them off i'm sure that it has an effect on that mental mental and physical health of yours too So, I want to encourage people to see like the other door. There's like the debt door of like, I'm gonna take out a loan and just kind of like do what everyone else is doing take out a loan for a car, take out student loans, take out personal loans, and just go through that door. But I always want to encourage people to look at the other door because debt has such a long term effect in your life, like, not just like. Your ability to pay bills or whatever it is, but it also can affect your ability to save for stuff that's long term. Like, I know a lot of people who are paying whatever they can to their debt and it's causing them not to be able to save for the future. Like, they get stuck in kind of the endless wheel where they're like paying their minimums on their debt, but because they have a credit card, they've got student loans, they have a car payment, they've got a mortgage, they're paying all of that money to things that have happened in the past or things they've bought in the past and now they don't have any money to put towards future them. I want to encourage you to look at the other options. So whatever that is in your life, if you can put more money down on the house so you don't have to take out as much debt, or if you can start saving now to pay for a car in cash so you don't have a $500 a month car payment, start thinking about those things now and doing the planning. And yes, it's hard, and yes, it takes sacrifices, but so does being in debt for 20 years, right? It's just kind of picking which Difficult, you want? <laughs> do you want the difficult where you're stressed out about your debt, where all of your money is going towards the past, or do you want the difficult where you're planning for things in the future, saving for them, putting in the work to manage your money efficiently? Like you get to choose, and it really is all about your choices. And some people don't like to hear that, but nobody's forcing you to sign on to a car loan or to sign on to a mortgage or to sign on to a student loan. And I'm not saying that you are to blame, <laughs> I'm saying Regardless of what happens from here on out, it's already happened, right? You've already taken out the student loan. You've already taken out the car loan. You've already taken out the personal debt. Like it doesn't matter what the origin of it is, you are responsible for doing something about it because nobody else is going to do it, right? So usually it takes a lot of inner work to get to the root of how you got to this place. And I'm not talking about the average person who's got like, you know, a couple grand on a credit card or you've got a manageable amount of debt. I'm talking about the people that are struggling with their debt payments every month because they've overextended themselves and they're struggling to pay the bills, or they're struggling to make mortgage payments, or they're struggling to buy groceries, where you're just to the point where you're like, my debt is taking up so much of my paycheck every month that I can't do anything else with it. That's the person I'm talking to. So we have to do that inner work to figure out how we got to the root of that problem. And sometimes it's like, your youth and not being educated about it and not understanding the long-term effects of it. Sometimes it's like a self-sabotage issue or just a series of unfortunate events that got you into the hole that you're in now and you're just trying to like claw your way out. Figuring out what that inner work is that you need to do is the first step to do. If you don't do the inner work required, you're simply putting a band-aid over your debt problem and you're missing the cure. So let's talk about some identifiable touch points that if you're experiencing on a consistent basis, it's time to get serious about paying off some of your debts or all of your debts. So if you are having a hard time paying your bills on time, if you have too much month left at the end of your money, right? We want the opposite problem where you have more money left at the end of the month. This is if you're like down to your last 20 bucks and you have a week left of the month, that's a problem that needs to be addressed because either you're overspending in a certain category, like you're way overspending on groceries or on impulse spending, or too much of your money is going towards your minimum debt payments, that needs to be addressed too. If you are overdrafting often, or you're living in the fear of overdrafting consistently, and you know, that was me like maybe six or seven years ago. Um, while the whole time I was in college, I was always afraid of overdrafting, and it was just a consistent worry, and I was never paying attention to my money. One of the biggest problems that people have, and the reason that nobody... Understands where their money is going is because people just aren't paying attention. Like, that's actually listed if you search, like, what's the number one problem people have with managing their money? The number one reason is not paying attention, which is an easy thing to fix. And that was my issue. And typically, that's other people's issue as well as we're not, we're just not paying attention to things. So we're swiping our card. We have no idea how much money is actually in our bank account. We've got automatic bills coming out. We don't know what day they're coming out or what amount. And we're just like, we don't have a handle on things. So if you are overdrafting often or you're like always worried about it and you're swiping your card at the grocery store and you're like, I don't know if this is gonna go through or not, but let's give it a try. That's a warning sign that it's time to do something about um, your debt or your spending habits. If you are not paying off your credit card balances at the end of every month, if you're using credit cards right now, um, but you are spending more every month or you know however often and you don't have enough money To pay off those things at the end of the month, that's a sign that you are one, overextending yourself, and two, spending more money than you're making, right? Because if you're spending $2,000 a month on a credit card and you only have $50 left at the end of the month, we're obviously spending more than we're bringing in because we don't have enough money to cover our expenses. So that is a glaring red sign that it's time to do something. If you have no budget or spending plan in place, if you're just kind of like, going about your life you're like okay payday is the first and the 15th i've got some automatic bills coming out i have no plan in place for saving for the future i send some money through my work to my retirement and that's about it like having nothing in place to guide your spending is just an easy way to fix people's problems And I'm not just saying that, like pulling that out of my ass. I literally have seen that in working with people that have told me, you know, I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I feel like I have no money left. And I sit down with them. We look over their expenses. We talk about what goals they want to set up in the future. And I'm like, well, you have an extra $1,200 here every month that doesn't have a place to go. That's just kind of like leaking out of the bottom. And it's always shocking to them. They're like, I had no idea. Like that is insane to me. I thought I might have like 50 bucks. I'm like, well, no, (laughs) because if you don't have a budgeting plan in place, you don't know what your expenses are. You don't have a spending plan. It's just going to whatever. It's going to Amazon. It's going to more stuff going on your credit card. And it's just leaking out at the bottom. That is a sign that it's time to do something about your money too. If you are hiding expenses or debts from partner or family members i've also talked to plenty of people that tell me i'm afraid to tell my husband how much money i put on the credit card because they have their own credit card or they do a lot of online shopping and try to hide the packages before their partner gets home there's a deeper issue there that needs to be addressed it's not just like spending money it's does the other person make you feel guilty about spending your own money do you feel guilty about spending money when you should be paying off your debt or paying off your student loans? Like, what is the reason for you wanting to hide your spending or your debts from your partner or your family members? That to me is like a big red flag of things need to change, or mindsets need to be changed, or habits need to be changed. Like, something's got to give there because, number one of all, you should be able to enjoy your money guilt free, which is something that I work with people to do because the whole point of you working so hard for your money is so that you can use it as a tool to go live the life that you want. So if you are not making that connection between, okay, I'm earning the money and I'm intentionally spending on something that's going to improve my life, or it just makes me happy, or it's a self care item and you've set aside that money to spend on yourself. If it's something else, if it's like you're spending money and you're feeling super guilty about it and you're trying to hide it, obviously there's something there and it needs to be addressed too. And I'm like, I don't want to just throw these things out like, okay, good luck figuring those out. If you want to send me a message on Instagram or like send me an email or something and you need to, some help getting to like the root of these things. I'm more than happy to help you and like talk you through it and give you some examples or give you some resources to kind of work through those things. More than happy to do it because I know again this is that inner work that needs to be done because if you don't do it you're just putting a bandaid over things. If you're like, okay, I'm going to pay off my credit card, but we have no strategy, we have no budget in place, we're still hiding expenses from people, it's just a bandaid. It's not a cure for your money problems. Okay? <laughs> okay, and we have a few left that I I see as warning signs or red flags that it's time to address. If you're losing sleep, like if you are tossing and turning in the middle, middle of the night because you're thinking about finances or stuff that you can't pay or your credit card debt or your student loan debt and worrying about the future, that's a sign too because money will always stress you out. It's just to what degree do you let it stress you out because again, it's not about stacking up the money and just piling up the money in your bank account. It's about using your money as a tool to live the life that you want. So if that tool is not acting like a tool and it's causing you to lose sleep and be stressed out about it, that's a sign that we've got to change some things. If you feel like you're getting ahead with money, but something always comes up and ruins your progress, ruins your plans, that's a sign too. And the last one is if you're unable to save in advance for any big expenses. Usually I see this when I'm working with people on building their budgets and I always show them like a compound interest calculator. I right? show them, you know, if they're putting $500 a month towards all of their debts combined, like let's say all of their minimum debt payments add up to $500. That's a car, student loans, credit cards, mortgage. I usually don't count mortgage though. So all your other debts, if it's like a personal loan or something, whatever your minimum payments are, let's say it's $500. If I show them what putting $500 towards all of the other things they want to accomplish like they need to buy a new car in a couple of years, they want to start saving for retirement or saving to go on vacation. And I show them what that $500 could be doing instead of going towards the past and towards things that maybe aren't adding to their lives or were impulsive purchases or whatever. That usually makes the biggest difference because it's easy to just see your money going towards like minimum payments. You're like, oh, whatever, I'm working to pay it off. But then you don't have any money to put towards future you, which is the you that matters most, like the you in the past (laughs) has already happened. And we need to start thinking about what is future us going to do in retirement or when our car breaks down or when it's time to get a new car because ours is completely dead or when it's time to buy a house. Like we need to start thinking about five years in the future, 10 years in the future. But a lot of people, if you are completely strapped with your debt payments, there's nothing left at the end of the month to go towards any sort of big expense. So if that's you and you're like, I always want to save for vacation and it never works out because I never have money left at the end of the month to go towards that. That is also a red flag. Like if you're not saving for any big expenses, if you're not saving for anything in the future, it is time to do something about it. Otherwise you will stay in this place perpetually and it's more and more difficult to get out of it as you make just minimum payments and your interest keeps accruing and life stuff happens and you just get deeper and deeper into kind of like the debt mess. So now let's talk about logistically. How do you start paying off your debts if you're in this place? If I rattled off some of those and you were like, yes, 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 that's me, I understand. <laughs> like, how do you start actually paying these things off so you can get yourself some breathing room? This is exactly where I started to, Where I looked at my budget when I was first setting it up, when I was first learning how to manage my money, I was looking at it. I was like, okay, X amount of money is going towards my debt every month, but I also need to be putting $500 towards retirement to retire on time with the right amount of money. But I can't make that happen if this debt is still there. So I have to get rid of it. So if you're if you're in that place where you're like I can't do anything in the future until I take care of this, now is the time to do it because I mean time is in your favor when you talk about compound interest going towards future you. Time is not in your favor when you talk about compound interest on credit cards and on your debts because they're just growing larger, larger amounts that you have to pay off. If it's compound interest towards future you, your savings is going up every single month, right? If that's you, you have a couple options here. The first one is the route that I go and generally the most common thing I recommend to clients and the people that I work with is the debt snowball. So that's arranging your debts from the smallest to the largest and paying all of your minimums on all of your debts while you pay as much as you can toward the smallest amount of debt until it's gone. And then just repeating that. So let me give you an example. So let's say you have a credit card that has $300 on it. You have a car loan that has 10 grand on it and you have student loans that have 20 grand on it. You're going to pay the minimums on those last two while you're putting as much as you can towards that credit card until it's gone so even if you can only put 20 extra bucks towards your credit card you're going to be paying that off a little bit quicker then as soon as that credit card is paid off you're just rolling over whatever your minimum amount was like let's say on your credit card your minimum amount was 35 dollars for the month now you're just going to roll over the 35 that you were paying towards your credit card towards your car loan. So you're adding more money on top of the next debt after the first one is paid off. I hope that makes sense. But if you have other questions about that, please send me a message. So it's just, that's the snowball method, right? You're paying off the smallest one while you pay minimums to the rest. And then as soon as that smallest one's gone, you're rolling over whatever you were paying towards that smallest one into the next biggest one. So you can get rid of that one really quickly. And that is more motivating generally to people. Because if you can see success really quickly in the smallest amount, like if your $500 credit card is gone in a month, that is really motivating to people because you're like, yes, I'm actually doing something that's working and it's not that difficult. And I'm seeing progress really quickly that can, tends to be more motivating for people. So that's usually the route that I recommend to people. And that's what I did myself. The next one is your debt avalanche. So that's, arranging your debt from the one you're paying the most interest on to the one you're paying the least interest on and it's the same thing you're going to pay minimums on the rest of them while you pay as much as you can toward the one with the highest interest on it until it's gone and then just rolling it over to the one with the next highest interest and the thinking behind this one is if you have credit card debt or you have student loan debt that has like astronomical interest on it that's absolutely killing you that might be the best route for you if you have like student loan debt that has like 26% on it, or you have a car loan that has like 20 something percent on it. That might be most advantageous for you because it's eating up more of your money than the other interest amounts. So those might be The ones to take care of first if you're like, I got to get rid of this car loan because it's none of my money is going to the principal. It's all going to interest. That makes sense to pay off that one first. So the first thing you have to do is you got to arrange all of your debts, write them down. If you're using a budget planner or you're using a piece of paper, go into all of your debts, find out the exact amounts, find out the exact interest rates, the exact minimums, write them all down and either arrange them from smallest to largest or arrange them from the one you're paying the most amount of interest on to the one you're paying the least amount. And then you can either like do the math and figure out which one would save you more money. Like sometimes doing the debt avalanche actually saves you more money in interest payments than the debt snowball. But the reason I recommend and a lot of uh, finance people recommend debt snowballs, is because it's more motivating to get rid of the smallest one first, especially as you're starting out because it can be really a long process. Let's say your highest... Interest payment has like is $20,000 and you have 25% interest on that one. It's going to take a long time to pay off 20 grand. And so it can be demotivating in that sense because it's just like you're chipping away for so long that it's really hard to stick to. But with debt snowball, it's a little bit easier because you see progress like almost right away. Um, So those are generally your two options. The third that I just want to mention is debt consolidation. In certain situations, debt consolidation could be your best option. And again, I would love for you to like do your own research about this. If you've never heard of it before, um, just do some general searching about it. If you have more questions about it, uh, you can send me a message. There are people who specialize in debt consolidation and special companies and all kinds of stuff. Like You can really go down the rabbit hole. I don't typically recommend it to very many people. But if your situation is like you, all of your money is going towards debt, it could be a really good option for you. So consolidation means you're just combining all of your debts and you're making a single payment each month. This works best when the interest rate is lower than the combined interest rate of all of your loans. So it's basically like a personal loan from a bank or an institution that you pay your debts off with and then you just have that one personal loan to pay off From the bank, also. So, your interest rate will depend on what your credit score is, but it's definitely worth checking out if you've worked through all of the um, action steps that I'm going to give you at the end of this episode and you really are not seeing any other way to get this debt paid off. And I would start with either a local credit union, Um, I would start there and do research on larger banks, but go talk to your local credit union um, because sometimes they can offer you like a better rate or a better um, consolidation situation than some of the larger banks. So I'm going to give you more information about consolidating the loans. Um, my source is the nerd wallet. So I'm going to put that in the show notes too if you want to just check it out. But that might be a good option for you too. And always like if you need help putting together a plan or a budget or just like figuring out what to even do with your money, if you're in this situation, I'm always happy to talk to you about it. Like, if you need some in-depth help, if you need hands-on help, like, please reach out to me. I'm happy to help you. Um, sometimes the hardest part is just asking for help if you're in this situation and you're experiencing all of these things in your life. You're not able to save in advance for stuff. All of your money is going towards debt. It's a horrible situation to be in, and I know that. And so, if you need help, if you just need somebody to talk to about it, um, I'm more than happy to chit-chat with you about it and um, see if I can help you in any way. So I'm going to give you that resource here at the end if you just want to do some general research about it and um, find out a little bit more information. So those are your three options. Debt snowball, pay off the smallest first. Debt avalanche, pay off the highest interest first. And debt consolidation, that would be like in an extreme circumstance where you don't really see any other option for yourself because there's no extra money to go um, to any of those other two options, debt avalanche, debt snowball. Um, And also I would encourage you like before you go towards debt consolidation to put together an actual budget because as I've said, a lot of people are just not paying attention to their money and they don't really know where anything is. So putting together like an actual budget, figuring out what all of your expenses are, working to trim those things down is always my first recommendation for what you should do first if you're just like i'm overwhelmed with my money i'm going to go get debt consolidation um but you haven't put together a budget and seen your options and seen if you can actually like make things work here um i always recommend that first i've worked with people who definitely needed to get out of the space of putting all their money towards debt but after putting together a budget and an actual plan to pay off their debt with a strategy they felt so much better because if i can give people an exact thing to do every month. If I'm like, okay, on the 17th, after you get paid, we're going to pay these bills ahead of time. We're going to put 20 extra bucks towards your credit card debt. And then you're going to have X amount left for groceries, for gas, for all that stuff to cover. Like if you can see that laid out on paper and you have like a play by play of every single month, it can help you feel so much better about things, but you have to put together that budget first and think if you can put together an actual plan to pay off um, your debt with a strategy rather than just like flying by the seat of your pants typically it's a bigger issue because people are not keeping track of any expenses so there's no strategy in place to see progress right so if you don't know what your expenses are and you have no idea like what your minimums are what your interest rates are it's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel Okay. So I'm going to give you some action items for the week. Actually quite a few here. I'm looking at my outline. So your action items for the week are write down all of your debts and have empathy for yourself and try not to judge where you're starting from. So I talked about if you have a budget planner, if you just have like printer paper or a journal, just write them all out. I know that it can be uncomfortable to look at those amounts. If you are afraid to look at what your student loans are or what your credit card is or how much you have left on your car payment or whatever like go into it knowing that you are taking action and it's just a place for you to start and you're putting in the work to move on from there. Um, The next would be to arrange those debts whatever way you want. Debt avalanche, debt snowball. I recommend debt snowball. Just arrange those debts from smallest to largest and then calculate how much you're putting towards debt payments each month. So add up all of those minimum payments like we talked about. If you have a credit card, that's 35 bucks a month minimum payment. If you've got student loans that are like 250, if you have a car payment, that's 500, whatever those are add them all up and figure out what you're spending every single month on your debt payments. The next thing I want you to do, and I think I recommend this every single month, is just spend a month tracking all of your expenses. You can either do it on a calendar, which is what I do, or you can just use like a spreadsheet, whatever works best for you. Like there's no right way. It doesn't matter if it's digital. It doesn't matter if it's with a pen and paper. It doesn't matter. The whole point is just like, let's keep track of your expenses um, for a month. And then at the end of the month, I want you to just do some simple math to figure out what your income minus expenses minus minimum debt payments equal. So if you're making four grand a month, your expenses are three grand a month and your minimum debt payments are $1,500. From here, your next step is obviously going to be revealed to you because if you're making, I just talked about four grand a month, but your expenses and your minimum debt payments are a month, we have a problem, right? From there, that's your next step. If your other expenses are too high, like if you're spending a ton on groceries, on impulse spending, like if something in that area can be trimmed down, we can start there and work towards trimming down those extra expenses while you pay off your debt. That's where you can implement things like a cash envelope to stick to like a reasonable grocery budget. You can slim down your restaurant expenses while you work on paying off debt. Are there some subscriptions that you can either pause or cancel? Can you downgrade any services like this is where I talked about you get to choose what's difficult you want it to be in this sense you're taking back control of your money if you're looking at your expenses and you're like okay i need to find $500 in this example uh what what groceries can i trim down on that's like reasonable you don't need to starve yourself you don't need to live on like you know pasta but we're looking for areas where we're like okay well do i really need the expensive gym membership right now or can i pause it until i get this you know first debt paid off and then i have a little bit more breathing room i can add that back in can i implement um some cash envelopes so that I'm sticking to my restaurant budget or my coffee shop budget. And just thinking of ways that you can implement things into your life that are going to help you find that extra money, that is the difficult that we're going to be choosing here. So in that first example where you're making $4,000 a month, but your expenses and debt payments are $4,500, we'll call that example A. (laughs) In this next example, we'll call it example B. You're making five grand a month and your expenses and minimum de- debt payments are $4,500, but you don't know where that extra $500 is going. Let's track expenses for a couple months and find out where that extra money is going so you can start to direct it back to your debt payoff. So if you have like 500 bucks that's just kind of like missing, you're like, I don't know where it goes, <laughs> it goes to. Impulsive spending, or it goes to extra groceries, or it goes to going out to eat or coffee shops. Like we need to track it down and figure out where it is because if you can utilize that extra five hundred dollars and put it towards paying off that credit card, like let's say your credit card is at five hundred dollars and you can pay it off in one month, like then you're free of that next um, of that debt and you can move on to the next one. But we have to find that money before we can do anything with it. And this last part that I want to give you as an action step is to think big picture and long-term. So going through this process and trimming expenses or canceling them or pausing them or working more, like if you need to earn more money and you need like a side hustle or part-time job just for a temporary fix, there's no shame in that. Like there's no shame in taking a part-time job to better your life and the life of your family and for it to be temporary. If you're like, okay, I'm just gonna take... Um, A part time job and work an extra 10 hours per week or per month or whatever it is. And all of that money is going to go towards paying off my debt, but it's only for six months. Like, that's a worthy thing to take on and something that um, I don't think we need to feel like shame about. Like, who cares if you need to work for six months at like the grocery store or something and all of your money is intentionally being used to get yourself out of this hole? Like, that is a noble thing to do and it's nothing to be ashamed of. So, if we can think big picture, I know that all of these things are like difficult, right? If you're trimming expensive, you gotta keep track of your expenses. You need to work a few out more hours per week or per month. I know that it can be rough because I've been there, but knowing that it's not permanent has always helped me do these hard things and look at the bigger picture of things because if I can quit that job in six months or eight months, like that's not so bad. When you have a plan and a strategy, it helps keep those things in perspective. If you know you only have to do those extra things for six months or a year or however long until you get some breathing room in your budget, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Because if we consider the alternative, if you don't do these things, where will you be in five years, in 10 years? Is the hard work and the sacrifices of doing these things for a year or for six months going to be worth it in the long run? And I think you'll find the answer is yes, because the alternative is just staying in this stuck place where all of your money's going towards debt. You can't save it for the future, um but if we can use this to think big picture and long term, we're like, okay, I'll work the side hustle, I'll cut down on expenses, I'll trim unnecessary stuff for six months, get myself out of debt, get my money sorted out, and then I can move on like that is a much better option <laughs> and makes your life a hell of a lot easier in the long run. Um, to do those things. And then the last thing is like, have those big picture goals, write them down, put them somewhere. You'll see them every day. Let's say you want to be a homeowner. You want to provide a better life for your kids or for you or for your extended family. You want to go back to school and get a degree that's going to allow you to make more money. You love traveling and you want to be able to take an annual vacation. These are all so important for you, not just for your long-term financial success, but also like, just for enjoying your life. You don't need to suffer and struggle through life and not be able to enjoy all the things that make your life worth living. And money is a tool and money is a resource. And if it doesn't allow you to live the life that you want, to go on that annual vacation, to go back to school and get a degree, that's going to allow you to make more money. If it doesn't allow you to buy a house, like what is the point of just busting your ass and struggling and not being able to enjoy your life? That's the point. (laughs) Okay. So take what you need out of there. Review your finances, track your expenses for a month. um, Identify what kind of like the red flags are in your life. If you can't save for the future, if all of your money is going towards debt, identify those red flags in your life and start addressing them. And like I said, I'm always happy to help you out. If you want to message me on Instagram or send me an email. All my information is uh, in the show notes for this, and I'm happy to talk to you about it. And the last thing to close out this episode, I talked in the very beginning of this episode about how I'm making this pivot in my business to serve um, online business owners. And so in previous episodes, I was talking to you guys about my money membership that's coming up, and I was so excited to do it. And- It's always difficult to reflect on things that you've been working really hard on. So, I had recorded a couple of the modules for it. I had set out, you know, what I'm going to be doing every single month, what the focuses were. I lined up guest experts and everything. And I just, something felt off and I needed to address that. And the thing that was off was that I was on the precipice of making this pivot. And instead of serving, you know, individual, people, I wanted to serve business owners. And so my money membership was more geared towards those those individuals rather than the business owners that I see myself serving in the future that I want to grow my business with. And so I'm really <laughs> having a hard time letting that money membership go, but I just wanted to let you know that it won't be coming in the next month. Um, and I'm hoping to bring it back um in some form, I would like to do a money membership in that capacity um maybe further down the line, but I'm just turning my attention to something else and making this uh business pivot and so um i'm it's hard to let things go and it's hard to plan them out and to uh get people excited for it so if it so if it was something that you were looking forward to i'm I'm really sorry um and it was never my intention to like get people excited about offering something that was going to be really great for them. And it is something that I would like to bring back in some way. And like I mentioned in the very beginning, again, I will always have available services and ways to work together for if you're just like a regular person, you're not a business owner, but you still need help with your budget or money management. I will always have budget intensives available. So if you want help, you want hands-on help, my budget intensives are perfect for that. And I will offer those, continue to offer those um, to you guys if you need that support. So if that is you, please reach out to me and we can get you on the calendar and talk more about it and get all the details. But um, that information is on my website as well. So again, I just wanted to mention my money membership. Again, is not coming, and I'm very uh, torn about it, and it was hard to and it was hard to make this decision, but I hope that you can understand. and there's going to be more amazing things coming in the future that I'm really excited about bringing to you guys. and um, yeah, so I hope you can understand and and I hope you keep coming back to this podcast because I'm going to be expanding kind of my topics to include business owners and regular people, and even the stuff that's targeted towards business owners, because I will be helping business owners manage their money in their personal lives, it will still be applicable. So I'd love for you to keep listening and keep being a part of this community. And I always appreciate you listening and I will see you in the next episode.